Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Today's program has moved pretty quickly, huh? We're into the final half hour right now before it's time for me to say goodbye for the weekend. A weekend when we may uh, find out who will be the next president of the United States. Now, I have to remind you, we here in the, the media, here on the radio or on television or in the newspapers, we're not the ones who decide presidents. All right, we don't choose presidents. You have already likely come into uh, much conflicting information as to who is ahead and uh, what's being done fairly and what's being done legally. Uh, I, I know there is some dispute right now about where Arizona stands. If you're a Fox News fan, you know that Fox has declared that uh, already. They've called the race. The Associated Press has called that race already, both those outlets calling it for uh, Joe Biden. The others have not. Uh, and so you're aware of that. And you know, too, there are other discrepancies here and there. Well, guess what? When all is said and done, there is a constitutional process to sort this all out and ultimately declare a winner to certify the next president of the United States, plus plus all the other races that are still yet to be decided due to, uh, you know, close races or outstanding ballots, uh, all of that complicated, of course, by the, the coronavirus and our shift uh, in large part around the country to mail-in balloting, uh, a system which Utah has, you know, for years had the opportunity to, to perfect and rehearse and, uh, and get right, which we did this race. Elsewhere, uh, folks don't quite have the experience that we do, and so it's slowing things down a little bit. Anyway, uh, don't let that noise distract you. Please don't let that noise, don't let talk of lawsuits uh, or impropriety, don't let any of that distract you. Please remain confident, as I am, in the fact that there is both an electoral system and a judicial system that, when paired together, will ensure uh, that this American experiment, this beautiful democracy in which we live, uh, this constitutional republic, as Mike Lee would remind you, that it is a beautiful thing of order. And we have endured peaceful transitions for some 200 and what, 40 years, something like that. And we'll continue. All right. It may feel extra loud. It may feel extra challenging. Things may feel extra divided right now. Uh, but but we have a nation that's well equipped to handle uh, such division. We have a nation that is equipped to answer these types of questions. Anyway, that's where I find comfort in placing uh, my confidence in the tried and true system that uh, we do enjoy here in this country and we have seen work effectively here in the great state of Utah. All right. Uh, in a moment, I'm going to share with you 
just some of the comments made by members of Utah's uh, federal delegation in response to, uh, you know, some of the claims of impropriety uh, at various polling locations around the country. But first, uh, I need to let you hear the words of Governor Gary Herbert earlier today. It was announced, it was revealed by the Utah Department of Health that an additional 2,987 Utahns had contracted the coronavirus and 17 additional Utahns had lost their lives to COVID-19. We're also facing record number hospitalization rates. And here's what the governor had to say. I'll read it to you. It came to me uh, by way of written statement. He says, quote, the numbers being reported today are exactly what we've been warning Utah residents about for weeks. They are why we've implored Utahns to adopt the behaviors that could have prevented us from reaching this point. COVID-19 is spreading rampantly and uncontrolled in our communities. Getting ahead of this trend will become more and more difficult with every passing day. In coming days, I will be announcing additional policies designed to address this ongoing surge. That sentence right there is the one to remember. In the coming days, Governor Herbert says, I will be announcing additional policies designed to address this ongoing surge. I know that as a talk radio host, I'm in the speculation game, but I don't want to speculate here. All right. Uh, the, the governor often talks about the tools left for him or the arrows left in his quiver. Well, uh, some of those were used here recently with the announcement of the COVID-19 transmission index. And that high transmission counties would be uh, mask mandated. That the wearing of a mask when uh, out and about and unable to maintain social distancing would be a mandate under the authority of the Department of Health. Well, that's where we are right now, and very few counties relatively in this state are are outside of that window. We are high uh, almost statewide. What could those additional policies be? Well, he says in coming days we'll find out, so stay tuned. We'll bring you the latest, of course, here on KSL News Radio. In addition to that, I want to shift gears back to uh, what I was discussing earlier, and it is the various responses uh, from not only the Utah's federal delegation, but also other politicians here in the state of Utah. I'll share with you, just because I I read one statement from the governor, here's another one. Uh, This one came just uh, yesterday. It says, in Utah, our system, and this is reaction, I'll remind you, I'm sorry, stepping away from the statement. This reaction, or these reactions I'll share with you here, are to the, the questions that have arisen regarding the integrity of our electoral system, right? There are, there is much, much noise out there, which to some may seem to undermine the system. My confidence remains in the system, okay? Nothing you can tell me is going to undermine our system, okay? I am far too well aware of how history has fared when it comes to uh, handling elections here in the United States. We've got a good track record. I have no reason to believe that that will be changing uh, this go-around. Anyway, uh, the governor says, in Utah... Our system ensures every properly cast vote is counted and accurately reflected in totals. We trust that this is the case in other states. We should ensure every eligible person has the opportunity to vote and that their vote, if properly cast, is counted. Okay, very good. Uh, I'm going to share with you some of the trends I observe in these statements in just a moment. But here, uh, coming Just this morning from Congressman Chris Stewart, he had the following to say, free, fair and transparent elections are the heart of America and what sets us apart from much of the world. 
we must continue to count all legal votes, and if there is a legitimate claim of fraud, it should be investigated and brought before the courts. Now, John Curtis, he writes, uh, Engaged and active voters are crucial for us to have a vibrant and healthy form of government. Voting is fundamental to our nation, and I believe that each voter's voice should be heard, irrespective of who they voted for. When every state has certified their results after counting every legal ballot and the Electoral College has selected our president, I believe that the election outcome should and will be respectfully accepted by both candidates and the public. Regardless of who our next president is, as your congressman, again, this is Congressman John Curtis, I am committed to working with him and my colleagues in Congress to advance policies that benefit Utah. Uh, last one I'll share comes from Mike Lee. Uh, Americans deserve a free and fair election, while vote counters must be allowed to do their jobs, and the American people also need a transparent process so they can trust the final count. What you're hearing here is is all, you know, respecting the two processes, the judicial process and the electoral process. There can be legal questions. Those legal questions, when when they arise in the face of an election, ought to be answered. And we have a system in place for that. And when that system is paired up with our electoral system, uh, good outcomes uh, result. Good, fair, and confidence-inspiring outcomes uh, result. All right. Uh, so that's where the federal delegation stands. There, there is a statement from Senator Romney. I ran out of time. I'll share that with you briefly coming back. But uh, when we return, I want to talk to you about a letter uh, that Senator Mike Lee and others have sent to Google. You know, there's been a lot of back and forth between Senator Lee and others and Twitter and Facebook. And yeah, Google's been there, but Google really hasn't been the center of anyone's attacks. Well, uh, that's all changing now with some allegations and a study into how Google interacts with you. We'll get into those details next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. 